that's, Dude, have that's you, just a fact. It's, have you, it's, a, it's the cold, hard truth. I know sometimes you can't take it, but you, you just got to. Medical facts are medical facts. People need to vaccinate their kids, and people need to know if you rub your heart on something, you'll die. <laughs> uh, have you ever um, looked into Plato's theory of uh, perfect forms? fire at least from from what i've heard yeah it's delightful so uh listener since you've no place to go it should be dawning on you that you've made it oh pull up a chair it's the tv boys the show where we the tv boys talk about you guessed it tv <laughs> uh i'm izzy Brought who else back. we got here thomas and i'm johnny I'm going to put, like, sleigh bells in that intro. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Uh, I thought about that exact thing. Yeah. Or is that too Christmassy? Well, I did my research, and the thing is, I mean, yeah, people think of it as a Christmas song, but it's really, I mean, it doesn't talk about Christmas. Hmm. Just about... It's just a winter song. It's about fright. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it does say snow. So, yes. I was going to say any type of frightful weather, but no, it is a winter song. That's for sure. Um... I love winter songs. But, I mean, our bells, like, can we not have bells year-round? I don't know. Absolutely not. Not if they are sleigh bells and they belong on a sleigh, which belongs in the night sky with Santa. Well, he's got Dude, us there, Thomas. I mean, no. <laughs> he's no, got us there. You, have Dead you ever rights. seen the Met Gala, dude? Sleigh, dude. <laughs> what? Sleigh. Is there... Are there know. bells at the Met, at the Met Gala? No, it's or a, you just slay is like a term that they use for somebody like to be like, oh, slay, like, ah. like they're looking good. Yeah, you're looking good, right? But I feel like maybe your audience thought that was funny. I, well, I just <laughs> like, my audience, but my, slay, my my two people that listen to this, much, <laughs> much like Christmas and winter songs, like sleighs aren't inherently related. I mean, much like Christmas. No, I but think like I feel like sleighs are, aren't inherently Christmas. Like I, you could ride on a sleigh anytime right. it's snowy. They're inherently we're, we're winter. We're doing it again. You ruined my whole intro. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, both of you, all of this. You got me on a tangent about Christmas, <laughs> and I was just this trying to, to rope us. in the, the 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 lyrics. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's too late. <laughs> we're here. So, what are we here for? So what are we here for? Who are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about the one and only Martin Freeman. You know him from iconic roles such as Bilbo Baggins. That's right. He was Bilbo. And also John Watson yeah. in the BBC uh, show Sherlock, which is a... Uh, modern day adaptation of uh, some of our favorite Sherlock Holmes adventures. Uh, what is there any other really big ones out there? Breeders, I know he, that's the new thing that he's in right now. Yeah, I, well, I, I I definitely feel like um, that Sherlock and The Hobbit are the things that most people probably 
know him from right away. Uh, I think if you mm-hmm. think about uh, if you if you're watching Breeders, you know it's a it's a show that's currently ongoing. You you would know him from that. But I would imagine, I honestly would imagine anyone watching that has at least an awareness of the the Hobbit movies or the Sherlock series. But you might also know him, just, like you might have seen him and forgot you saw him potentially because they you just weren't in a Martin Freeman mode. He's been in two Marvel movies. Yeah. He was a oh, CIA yeah, yeah. agent in Captain America Civil War and uh as as Everett K. Ross and he's that same character in Black Panther. I've seen both of those movies and I've and I knew who Martin Freeman was when I saw those movies. But I honestly do not recollect. Right, like I like I had already seen The Hobbit. Yeah. By the time I'm seeing Black Panther. Yeah. But I didn't. I don't know that I even thought about it. I'm assuming it's just. I was too focused on. Yeah. You know. I'm assuming he's just one of those like agents who just like says a line real quick. We gotta tell the Avengers to save the world. Yeah, I don't think he had a. If I remember correctly, I don't think he had like a major plot. Yeah. Role. Like like the role uh Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, like, like she like she was she, like she, she was like one a, of those agents and well, she had a serious bit. screen appearance, yeah. but it was not like pivotal to the plot yeah. or anything. He wasn't an adventure. Yeah. I, well I think now that I say that about uh Rob well, I don't know the actress's name, but who played Robin. Yeah. Um she <laughs> did end up playing a bigger role in maybe her second Marvel movie, I think. Really? There was there was like an actual uh like um, plot point, including her. Colby Smol- Smolders? Is that her name? I think, yeah. What a, like, serious it, it, it's name. A, it's a weird name. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, go on. What else? Uh... Well, let's let, let's t- let's take it back. Let us t- let me tell you a little bit about... Tell me about his... Uh, well, first off, let me just name. tell you his full name, because you name? know how I like to do that. <laughs> <clears throat> Most people, they're professionally known... Uh, by for it just seems like so often less than their full name, you know. Uh, he's Martin John Christopher Freeman. Ah, proper name. Uh, born in seventy one in Aldershot, Hampshire, or maybe Hampshire. I don't know for sure. Youngest of five. Um, that's kind of a big family. At least I don't know. I have two siblings, but I'm the I'm the oldest. Uh. There's five in your family, right? Yeah, I'm the middle of five, so that's normal for me. But I realize that that is not normal for most people. I think it's like two and a third babies or something is the average U.S. children. (laughs) Two and one third. Well, you don't actually have a third of a baby, but you know what I mean. I love my third of a sibling. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just a kidney and a brain, and (laughs) it just kind of sits in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go on. So... In 2001, he was in The Office, and that's the British version of The Office, the original Office. That's where I know him um, from. That's his, he was Tim Canterbury, and I believe he said that that role cast, uh, or, or quote, cast a very long shadow for him as an actor. And I get that for being on such an influential sh- show that sometimes, I mean, we've seen it time and again, someone plays a really iconic role and then it's difficult for them to get away from that. Yeah. Um, but I know that he began to move into some more serious dramatic roles uh, on TV in 2003 with, uh, 
uh, something I personally haven't seen. It was a BBC drama, Charles II, The Power and the Passion as Lord Shaftesbury. But uh, I, I know that he, at, you know, as early as 03 is coming off of the office, was, was pushing for more dramatic roles, which is a mm-hmm. little surprising to me because I do know him as an actor who plays like in, in comedic roles. Like yeah, I expected yeah. to find a bunch of comedies and more comedies that I didn't even know about. And that did happen. But I also found that he's, he's amped up the drama before and not just recently they doing it, doing it all the way back then. Just real quick, uh, his role on the office that was, um, Tim Canterbury. It was, uh, that role was, uh, the British <clears throat> equivalent of Jim from the office. Mm-hmm. So he was basically, uh, Jim before, uh, what's his name? What? Before. What's his name? You're asking, you're asking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do this sometimes. <clears throat> I should have John Krasinski. Yeah. Krasinski, yeah. So he was he was Jim Jim before John Krasinski. I didn't know that, and I didn't string you guys along. I was searching my brain. I, was, <laughs> no, I just looked at you you're like you're just you... sitting there like I'm gonna make Johnny yeah. sweat. No, I definitely didn't sit know here it. in silence. <laughs> I definitely didn't think of it right away, but I also didn't didn't get what you were asking at first. And but even when I did, and I did, I like momentarily yeah. blanked on. I just like Krasinski's uh, name. I like seeing. I liked watching the original uh, British office and I liked seeing, you know, who basically played counterparts to each other uh, in the two separate shows. Yeah. I mean, the only person I could see pulling off a Michael Scott um, similar to um, why am I, Steve Carell yeah. is uh, – <laughs> We're having so much I can't trouble his tonight. name, dude. Ricky Gervais. Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Yeah. The only per- that could come across as like a, just the biggest dick one moment. Yeah. And then like also kind of heartfelt the next. Yeah. It, those are the only two people I think they could. And maybe it's because I've seen them in that role. Yeah. But like those are the two of the only people I can think of that could pull that off and like it not come across as like jarring. Yeah. I mean, I honestly like Steve Carell's character better but it would never have even been a thing without ricky gervais yeah. in the original office so yeah yeah for sure i mean to me i think steve carell's was uh a little more fresh to me ricky yeah. gervais uh, i've always been a fan of his stuff yeah so it kind of just seemed like again he's only one man it just seemed like him again but in more of a managerial stance yeah but i love how at least in the first episode at least the first five minutes of the first episode, it's like shot for shot, joke for joke, the exact yeah. same thing. And it's yeah. fun to watch back to back. Yeah. So if you've ever, I, for some reason, I just assumed that this was after the office, but actually before Martin Freeman was in the office, he had a cameo in episode one of black books, which, you know, cameo is not a huge thing, but black books, if you've ever, uh, heard of it or seen it it's it, it's kind of funny it's a it's a british sitcom about a bookstore bring me my lolly and uh it's a fun time dude <laughs> i i remember really enjoying that show yeah. i think oh, I you introduced too. me to it uh ventura introduced me to it yeah so maybe he did because you hung out with him too maybe but, uh, yeah i could have i so he's in like episode one of season one 
the yeah. very first episode, yeah. uh, our our boy this week is in. Yeah, dude, and right in the in the pilot of Black Books, he, nice. Martin Freeman makes a makes a cameo. Uh, he also right right after the office was in love actually which i know is a very popular and very successful movie so i believe i believe is actually christmas themed really uh it's like a rom-com i know it's one of those popular movies i have not seen it but uh here it's a blockbuster (laughs) he was in that (laughs) so uh tell me a little bit about what's next uh on our list hardware I'll tell you about hardware. Tell me about hardware. Hardware was a 2003 to 2004 uh, British sitcom on ITV uh, created by Simon Nye, who also created Men Behaving Badly, which is a pretty successful British sitcom. Uh, He wrote for a lot of comedy TV, but he also wrote an episode of Doctor Who. Amy's choice. Shout out. I just wanted to give it a sh- I mostly give it a shout out because it was like one I actually remember. They basically are they have two realities and they have to decide which one is the dream and die in the dream. But if they pick wrong, they'll be dead. That is really cool. Yeah, that's a cool F- funny note. He is uh, the highest rated, at least on IMDb, to be the next doctor. Oh, that he, that Simon Nye might be the doctor? No, not Simon Nye. Oh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, Freeman on an IMDb wow. poll. Everybody's pulling for him to be the next doctor. Well, I don't cool. disagree. I don't either. So, much unlike Doctor Who, which is a fantastical sci-fi show, Hardware is just set at Hamway's Hardware Store in London, where the main character... Mike Martin Free, who's played by Martin Freeman, uh, he works with a cast of of other other people who've been in some stuff. I just want to give uh, a shout out to uh, Steve, who's played by Ryan Cartwright, who you've probably seen in Bones or Mad Men or Alphas, and then also Kenny, who is played by Peter uh, Serafinowicz, who is the Tick in the Tick. He's also been in Parks and Rec. Um, that really long that show that's all the acronyms. He's in that one. NTSF, SD, SUV. Oh, that's like making fun of like. Yeah, it's like, like a special victims yeah, unit. It's a I haven't heard of this by Dick Wolf. Well, it's a pretty funny show. But it sounds good. Something I didn't know was that he was the voice of Darth Maul in Episode One. Really. This tall, really? tall British comedian was huh. D- Darth Maul before, like everything else I just mentioned. I can't even. <laughs> I can't so, even really remember. That's crazy. Darth Maul's speaking. Well, words. he only has thirty-six words that he says. Okay. So and that's... six and sixteen of them are all in one line. So. <laughs> sixteen of them are master. He's not talking yes, a lot. Yes, master. <laughs> uh, but there's also a shop owner who's an older guy. Uh, Rex, played by Ken Morley, and they hang out like at the at the hardware store, and then also there's a cafe next door, the Nice Day Cafe, where Mike's girlfriend Anne, uh, played by Susan Earle, works. And the the series, I guess it really mostly just seems to resolve, revolve around the the store staff, just like making fun of customers or interacting with them and trying to 
trying to mess around with them, but uh, we watched some of it. It's pretty funny. I like no, it. yeah, no, it's um, I laughed out loud multiple times. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty great. I also um, I didn't, I forgot to put this in the uh, outline. Let me just make sure real quick. Okay, um, so I also watched uh, the Robinsons, which was a uh, a show that ran from. Uh, I believe 2005 to 2005. <laughs> it only had six episodes, uh, but it stars Martin Freeman and uh, his um, basically uh, dysfunctional family. He had, he's a, uh, I think it's something weird, like a, a reinsurance agent. Yeah, that's what it, he's a, a reinsurance actuary. Uh, so he, uh, he basically hates his job and he eventually loses it. And as somebody in his thirties moves in, uh, back with his parents. Uh, but yeah, it only has six episodes. It was, uh, pretty enjoyable. I did watch, uh, the second episode when it started auto playing, but, um, I, I will, I will say if you were to watch either the, the Robinsons or hardware, I would go with hardware. I think that was a, a little bit more funny. Uh, but you can find both of those shows uh, just straight up on YouTube. That's uh, that's how we found them. Really? And yeah, that's pretty cool. I, if you love Martin Freeman, uh, and and we do, like I, I would I would recommend them both though. Because, Absolutely. Uh, at, at least with the uh, the Robinsons, like one of the funny situations was like uh, him and his brother, who is probably in his 40s he's in his 30s like as grown men start having an argument about who broke their etch-a-sketch when they were like seven years old and like they get really serious and like angry about it and it's a yeah it's really goofy but uh i would if you're gonna choose one of them i said go with hardware but i would also say choose them both there so there are three movies that i haven't seen but i've heard of them all um, but I didn't know that they were so related. Um, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright made what is apparently called the the three or three flavors Cornetto trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Mm-hmm. I I knew those were Simon Pegg movies. I I think I actually have seen Hot Fuzz, but I'm not. 100% sure that was in 07 and Shaun of the Dead was in 04 and then The World's End was in 2013 um, but I guess I just I never knew those were referred to as a trilogy I'd... yeah no I, I had no idea idea either and I loved Shaun of the Dead yeah. watched it multiple times I have seen Hot Fuzz maybe once or twice but I don't remember it very well but what is the third one at uh, World's End uh, The World's The End. World's End I don't think I've, I don't think I've, a, I've, I don't think I've even one. heard of that. It's one, a sci-fi though. comedy. I mean, I'm pretty sure Simon Pegg uh, still like playing the lead character. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I I guess I would have can. Uh, what was it? Meet Paul. What was that alien movie that had a lot <laughs> is it of just called Paul? Or is it just called Paul? Maybe I thought Paul. I thought that was a Simon Pegg movie. Maybe it's not. Well, I don't know about that, but what I do know is that Martin Freeman was in all three of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. He has a um, a main role in The World's End and then in the 
the third one and the final one uh, in a, a smaller, I think even a non-speaking role in, in Shaun of the Dead, maybe. But he is in all three movies, which I found interesting. Isn't he like a ex-boyfriend or something <clears throat> in Shaun of the Dead and you just see pictures of him? I think that uh, might be the case. Uh, yeah, I think he's Yvonne, I think he's Yvonne's boyfriend. Okay. But uh I think we're now, you know, as far as moving forward on a timeline, we're bumping up against I think something we've all enjoyed. What what can you guys tell me about BBC One H D and PBS's Sherlock? Oof. Dude, I actually just started uh, the fourth season today. Really? Uh, before you guys got here, because you know those episodes started coming out, or the season started coming out so far. Uh, There's a large space between them because they all uh, all became you know huge successes. I haven't seen the newest season, but uh, just for anybody who doesn't know what BBC's uh, Sherlock is is it's a modern day adaptation of uh classic Sherlock Holmes stories. I think I already said that. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a good time. I yeah. I highly recommend it's, it. It's like, very good. He won uh Martin Freeman won uh a BAFTA award for best supporting actor and a an Emmy for outstanding supporting actor like both for this series. So good. So yeah. And like off, I, and I'll tell you I did. Right off the bat, the first time I saw, first time I ever saw this on Netflix, and I was like, ah, Sherlock Holmes, I'll I'll try it out. I hated it. For the, are you kidding me? For the what? first five minutes of okay. BBC Sherlock, I was like, wait, this is modern day Sherlock Holmes. Why would we ever need that? And then I saw Benedict Cumberbatch, and I was like, this weird looking dude is Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, like man. I did not like him on first sight, and I did not like the show on first sight. But it ended up becoming one of like my favorite shows of all time. Uh, and I named my cat Sherlock because I was watching the show at the time I got my cat. Like that is how much I loved. The, I ended up loving the show. But nice. I just thought it was funny. Like looking back. I like knee jerk reaction was like, I think this is like, I don't think I'm going to finish this episode. I like, I, I did not plan on uh, finishing it, but everybody's got some hate for the dude with the batches of cumber, dude. <laughs> well, they shouldn't because he, everybody's he's, got, he's brilliant. And he like, is, he's excellent. I, I don't know. I like, but at, the first time I saw Sherlock, I had not seen Benedict Cumberbatch in anything. Oh really? And I, yeah, that was the first time well, I'd seen yeah, him. Yeah, I guess I guess that kind of was his his launch into like major U.S. television and yeah. movies. But like, just just from the jump, I was like, I don't think I like this guy. And then ten minutes more of this episode, and I was like, oh no, I think I actually really love this guy. Like he can he can really act. But uh, yeah, it uh, it's a little off putting at first if uh, you don't know what to expect. But it's some of the like. It's it's Sherlock Holmes at its best. It's it's great writing, and you're not gonna figure it out before he does. And when he figures it out, you're gonna be like, oh, it is obvious. Yeah, yeah. and they, well, and I I realize now that I'm I'm looking back on it, and I could be wrong, but they do less and less of like the numbers overlays. You know the show Numbers. Yeah. We're like, yeah. look at the math, and it's like all over the screen. Yeah. Um, it's become almost a meme at this point from that show. Yeah. 
they do something like that in the first season. I think it's all throughout the show. They do it throughout the show. With but like text messages will just like appear on screen. Yeah, but like I mean even just like phone. scribbling handwriting instead of his thoughts. Yeah. But yeah. like you'll hear him saying it as it's going across the screen. Well, that still happens I, in season four. I, yeah, I will but say I, I, I just do think that, it's but. it's far more heavy though in season one, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then it wanes off toward the end. But, Not to detract from like how awesome the show is. Season yeah. one is just as good as season four. Uh, They're all excellent. A little cool layer of uh uh information um the woman who plays uh his uh girlfriend and then wife in uh sherlock was actually his uh longtime partner um i think her name is what is it? it's abigail um abington i think but uh he it sounds uh, like a nickname. It does. I, I might have <laughs> Abigail got, Abington. I think I I might have gotten that wrong. Oh, okay. No, I was right. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I made I, you question yourself. I should have done that. <laughs> no, I questioned myself on my own. But uh, yeah, Abigail Abington. Uh, I think I don't I don't I don't think they were ever married. It says they were partners. I'm, uh, but I, I believe they like lived together for. I mean, they were together for i think like 12 or 15 years and have Mm. and have multiple kids together uh but yeah i always think it's it's kind of neat when um real life couples act in things together uh i mean i know there's a lot of people who act in things together and then become couples but i think it's a lot more fun when it's like oh are you super sure that it's not amanda abington uh, no, I'm not because I was looking for pretty far away. Yeah, no, I just put the bees from Abington into yeah. Amanda. So, yeah. Well, uh, there's a movie that I think is probably near and dear to the heart of everyone who's seen it. A 2005 movie. And that is, of course, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes! That is such a fun time. So it is, of course based on a book of the same name in a series slash franchise uh, by Douglas Adams. So, unfortunately, there's not a sequel to this movie, at least as far as I know. Yeah, there are sequels Uh, to the book. Yeah, the the story goes on. There is more source material. Uh, But but it's really fun. It's a sci-fi comedy uh, in which... Martin Freeman plays, uh, I guess, is it fair to say, the the last man on Earth? Maybe. Well, yeah, I guess. Swept into the shenanigans of a uh, president who has kidnapped himself and flying around the galaxy trying to evade, I guess, his own police, his own army. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like it's uh, the uh, the main character is Martin Freeman, and he plays Arthur Dent, and his house is going to be demolished, and uh, he is very much against that, and has a very strange friend who tells him it's the end of the universe, and uh, takes him and holds his thumb up in the air uh, because there's a giant spaceship that just landed on Earth, and uh, they go up into it, and Earth is destroyed. And uh, Earth is destroyed. You eventually find out to uh, make like a freeway in space and they need to destroy planet Earth. And that is also why his house is being destroyed. 
um yeah it's just it's really goofy there's uh some really fun sci-fi concepts in it and um if you like douglas adams i think this movie perfect perfectly uh captures his uh comedic writing which i i feel like is a hard hard thing to pull off uh but yeah. it does it so so well uh just like um dirk gently's holistic detective agency like i think that's also done really well with this uh, the reason i bring that up yeah. is because it's also uh douglas adams have you have you seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I have a uh, a long time ago. <clears throat> I mean that's fair. It did come out fifteen years ago, and I can't necessarily remember it yeah. point for point. I do remember there like being dolphins. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> and that's in the very beginning. There's a pretty iconic opening scene yeah. where a bunch of dolphins are like singing. It's and they <laughs> like memorable. leave the planet, don't yeah. they? They're like, see you later. Because yeah. they're supposed to, supposedly like the the assumption is that like they're smarter than humans and yeah. they know to leave the planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I think the reason I remember that is there's a dolphin jumping game um that I played on like uh, addictinggames.com back in like grade school or high school maybe. Oh, I love <laughs> addicting yeah, games. That uh you could <laughs> basically you were trying to like jump into the water and shoot into the sky. <clears throat> Needless to say, there were definitely, if you got high enough, there were Easter eggs in that game that, like, relayed back to Hitchhiker's Guide in the Galaxy. Like, there was a diner in the sky mm. and whatnot. So. Nice. But, yeah. No, I remember that movie. I need to rewatch it, though. It's been it's been far too long for me to remember. We just rewatched it last oh, night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, so you, you guys are... Uh, we... <laughs> so you guys are, uh, what is that, uh, black powdering me or whatever it's called? <laughs> What? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what, what you're saying. saying. I thought I even said that we had watched it. I didn't know that was no, a, no. A I'm, not, I'm not actually. I'm not actually like bent out of shape. No, I'm making. A, I'm making a joke. But but also you guys like also, you're like hey, have you seen it? Well, it's fine that you don't know anything. But we both just rewatched it. And yeah, we're no, asking no. you about. I get the, the spirit of what you're saying. But what was the phrase? Black powdering. Black powdering isn't it. I but think, is but you as close to what were you thinking? What like was, powder, what is, powder kegging or there's some term for like <laughs> that can't be some term some term for like setting somebody up yeah, yeah, and like yeah. knowing the answer before you said I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Well, well maybe either either we haven't heard of it and it like and it is powder kegging or <laughs> we're right and that was real funny. <laughs> Sandbagging? It's a thing. I don't sandbagging doesn't sound like no. But I don't think it's contextually bag, correct. Bag. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so a uh, uh, so a movie that I'm not actually as happy about in uh in hindsight, but was very excited for at the time and was possibly many many times more successful than Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is probably martin freeman's biggest worldwide role and that is of course bilbo baggins in the hobbit he of course played bilbo in all three movies uh an unexpected journey the desolation of smog and the battle of five armies and i didn't for the original Lord of the Rings trilogy did we have to how long did we have to wait between movies because the hobbit one year 
The Hobbit came out all one year apart, just 2012, 13, and 14. And I don't know. I feel like I do kind of miss that. It seems like we're waiting longer yeah. for things these days. No, I think it was. Uh, I think the original trilogy came out uh, like 2001, 2002, 2003. Maybe, maybe not. Um, 2001 was definitely the first one. Uh, 2002 was the second. Let's see. Is Johnny three for three? 2003 was the third. Yeah. One, two, three. Nice. Uh, so like, I know people have very, very strong opinions about the Hobbit. Uh, but I would just like to say that it's been a long time since I read the book and I genuinely enjoyed each movie. Yeah. Uh, there were times when I was like, eh, come on, we're getting a little, Hollywood, like some producers or something stuck their fingers into this pie. Uh, it, it wasn't as good as Lord of the Rings, and there was a lot more special effects as opposed to all the miniatures that they used in the original Lord of the Rings that just uh, made it feel so real. But I will say I honestly enjoyed them, and I went to see them all, and I, I, I left the theater happy every time, uh, even when I saw uh, Legolas... Uh, multiple times and then him fall in love with uh, Kate from Lost. I, I also do want to say that <laughs> that none of the things that I didn't like, you know, like you mentioned, uh, some of the differences where, where it falls short in comparison yeah. to which maybe isn't even fair, yeah. but it's just like the other <clears throat> trilogy from the same author. Like, of course you're going to compare, but uh, none of it was Martin Freeman's fault because he... Is a fantastic Bilbo. No, he I will is. absolutely give him that. For sure. And for also, sure. Uh, the MTV Movie Awards thought so too. Give award for best hero in 2013 for Heck that. Yeah. So that's a fun time. Uh, Lord of the Rings is so great, and it's so cool that Martin Freeman got to be Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, I like that a lot. No, that like I remember being very excited when I heard. Uh, that he got cast as Bilbo Baggins because at that yeah. point I'd already seen him in Sherlock and had a cat named Sherlock and well, <laughs> love that show. That, so like I was, I, I thought he was perfect for the role and I and I still do. That dude and the fact that uh, that com- the the batch of Cumbers got right uh, cast he for Smaug. Smaug. Yeah. Smaug, yeah. So that's uh, that I, was really cool. That is super cool. That uh, I mean I guess they didn't really get to like act opposite each other. Yeah. Uh, like they did in in Sherlock, but right. it's still cool that they are both tied to uh, two things that are overall. Just I guess A I guess because I am holding back, and I do want to be honest. Like overall, I think really the only reason, like what I what I dislike about the Hobbit, is is just times that they just added extra stuff in, because usually the problem with any book made into a movie is oh they left out blank or my favorite character. It's not in there, and they're morphed into another character. They didn't do, like, there's always stuff they have to leave out. I yeah. totally get that. I can appreciate that. And I think that Lord of the Rings, uh, the original trilogy, um, is shout one, out to Tom Bombadil. Is one of the w. best <laughs> examples of, like, just doing a bunch of stuff that happened in the movie or in, in, the, in, in the book, taking that to the movie, um, taking as much as they possibly can with still making a cohesive story on the screen. Like, I think they, they knocked it out of the park and I, and I understood they had to leave some stuff out. I understood that. 
and that was fine. And so I sort of, I guess, expected that going into The Hobbit, and that didn't happen so much as they just added extra stuff, just complete, yeah. you know, I guess you want to call it like artistic <clears throat> license, but artistic license on, on something that I considered like the best the best young adult novel in all history. Like I, I didn't think I thought like they're going to leave some out, but I didn't think they were ever going to change the story. Bastardize it. And, and that's how it felt. But is it, is it bastardizing it? If, if you're objective, is it, is it, these people are putting their hard work into making something. So of course they want to make it their own. I don't know because I'm not objective. (laughs) So to, to, to me, it feels wrong. Um, but the parts that were the parts from the book, those were great, fantastic. You did have a you did have a bone to pick about uh, Bombadil, didn't you? No, I just think no. no I, I think he's the the major example of like something left out from the book. But I think that it like narratively is the best chapter to remove when it comes to making a movie out of that book. Mm. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's important. It it sets up why uh, the Nazgul curse can be removed when Mary stabs the Witch King in the leg, and so you don't get that in the movie at all. But the death is satisfying enough that it doesn't matter. Like it's still great. Yeah. So it like was a weird diversion from a story that was already happening. So like I get it being cut, but a lot of fans yeah. are like mad about it. They think he was one of the most important characters because he stands out and is so weird. But I've like, if I was making, if I was storyboarding something and there was like a weird thumb that stuck out, that was like, this is a crazy thing. I'd be like, well, there's 15, 20 minutes. Like we'd not, we're not doing so we can continue the story. I just wanted to hear a song. Tom Bombadil sings a song. I just wanted to hear it. Yeah. I never did. (laughs) (laughs) Martin Freeman was also in Fargo. That was a 2014 show that's, I believe, still running, uh, but I don't think Martin Freeman is still in it. Uh, but it's an anthology show that uh, it's a like a black comedy crime drama. By anthology, I don't mean episode to episode. I mean season to season, which I think is interesting. It's uh, it's written by Noah Hawley, who also produced and wrote for. Uh, Legion and Bones, which are both other successful TV shows, but it's inspired by a 1996 film of the same name, also Fargo, which was written and directed by the Coen brothers. And the Noah Hawley sent the Coens his script for the at least the the first episode, maybe the whole first season, but he he sent them what he had for the show, and they were so impressed that they not like. And not only agreed to sign off on the the rights for this, I guess, but they came on as executive producers. They mm. uh, thought it was pretty good. But each season is set in a different era and location, and uh, I, I guess you know with with the new characters and yeah. uh, a new cast for the most part. But in the first season, <clears throat> which is set in North Dakota in two thousand six, you got yourself. Martin Freeman. And Oh wait, oh, I think I was I was started reading from the movie. Billy Bob Thornton's in the movie, right? 
Uh, no, I believe he's in the first uh, season as well. Maybe okay, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Colin. Yeah. Colin Hanks, Martin Freeman. Okay, I like. I remember watching the first season of Fargo like pretty soon after it came out because I think it was on Netflix and I absolutely loved it and I remember absolutely nothing from it now. It it and that's well I mean it, it's out, but like I I remember loving it. Well, it's very good. I mean it won it won Emmys for outstanding miniseries, outstanding directing and outstanding casting. And any one of those things would be pretty cool, but all three of those like yeah. that should like let you know like Oh my gosh, they cast so well, shot what the people they cast so well. Yeah. And just made the perfect thing like Oh, if good. I had to if I had to compare it to something else, I would can like I would compare it to uh Barry with just how funny it is mm. and the action that's like compelling like you it it, it ends on like that. cliffhangers, but it's also like really funny at strange times. Um but yeah, yeah I, I definitely remember... see a, sim- a similarity to I mean, so is it Bill Hader? Yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill Hader's uh, Barry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember absolutely, absolutely loving that show and being really excited when the second season came out and not knowing that it was it was an anthology and being so disappointed when I started it. And I was like, wait, like, this wait, isn't, yeah. I thought it was going to be a continuation uh, from the first season. But I'm, I'm sure if you don't have those expectations, the uh, following seasons are very good. Mostly just because of the alliteration, I wanted to mention that Martin Freeman in 2017 was in a movie called Cargo. So I did see that when I was <laughs> that's <laughs> funny to me. Stuff. Which is a Fargo it, and Cargo. It's a film that's a 2017 film that's a remake of a 2013 film of the same name, also Cargo. So I feel like that <laughs> that's very made it doubly Fargo. funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like Cargo and Fargo, two remakes of things that were also Cargo and Fargo. <laughs> that's classic comedy right there. I'm sure that's why he took the role. You, you can't make this stuff up, folks. You can't make this stuff up, folks. But what you can make up. <laughs> well, that's not true. I want to tell you about a real thing. And that's a show on a streaming service yeah. that I had forgotten about. I had and I'm well. sorry because I've been slouching. Crackle. We're sorry, Crackle. Do you We're remember Crackle? Back to you, Crackle? The home of free TV. I do. It's still free. They're, and they have their own programming at this Did point. Did you know they have Crackle Originals? How do you afford that if it's free? Do they there run are, ads? There are there they're are right? ads. Yeah. They're short. It's not too bad. Really? Yeah. So Startup is a Crackle original, I guess. It, I mean, that's that's where it originally aired. That's where you can watch it now for free. Startup is a web drama uh, created by Ben. I believe it's Katai. And it stars Adam Brody, who... You've probably seen a lot of stuff. He's in the OC. He's in the league. He's in New Girl. Uh, you also got uh, Edie. I believe it's Gathigi, Gathigi maybe. But right. uh, he's Laurent in Twilight. If you've seen the Twilight movies, he's also in X Men First Class. Um, and of course Martin Freeman. That's why we're talking about the show. And then uh, it also stars Hellboy himself. Voice of the Lich from Adventure Time. <laughs> I love that. Ron Perlman. You put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Lich. Um, 
dude, startup is cool. Yeah, it, we watched the first episode last it night. Has a lot of characters, and I can I don't know how it's all gonna weave together, but I am gonna keep watching it. It it's definitely not a comedy. It was very interesting to see Martin Freeman in a very very serious role. Um, not funny at all. Actually, kind of scary. Like kind of scary. He's like I, an intimidating. He's like an intimidating FBI agent. A crooked FBI. Crooked. Agent. Yeah. yeah. S- sitting there in a position where his badge and gun are both visible, not talking, not making any threats, not talking about what he's going to do. Let's talk about what you're going to do, and you can imagine what I might do in response to such things, like. He's a scary guy. It was, yeah, it was, uh, a, I was taken aback, like, at, at one scene I, where right. he, like, snaps at somebody, and he, he, like, he's the one who yells, and he's scary, and I just was like, oh, no. I've just seen You're, so, like, uh, cute and nice, right. and you, like, stammer, and you say goofy stuff at the wrong times, like, this isn't. So many times I've seen Martin Freeman as the character who, like, when someone yells or tries to assert you know their dominance or be the alpha you like stutter and makes mistakes and there's a whole scene where he where that happens to to adam brody's character who i've seen that from that actor before as well but to see it being caused by martin freeman doing the like intimidating and like making someone nervous and flustered and say the wrong thing was it, it, it was so cool to see i mean he does it so well yeah it's so cool to see that he has that range. Well, one other thing before we stop talking about Martin Freeman, I gotta say, is we should talk about the the most recent thing he's been in, a show that's still ongoing, and that's Breeders. That's on FX in the U.S. on Sky One in Europe. It's a one of those like airing simultaneously in America and in Europe, which is cool. I feel like it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. It does more and more now that stuff's happening online. But Martin Freeman plays Chris Addison. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. Let me take that back. It's it's produced by Martin Freeman, uh, and he plays a main character, but it's also produced by Chris Addison, who made Veep and Skins and Simon Blackwell, who also wrote for Veep, and Avenue 5, which is great, so shout out to that. Uh, but it's a series that follows two parents, and like struggling with parenthood, and it's partially based on Martin Freeman's own experiences as a parent, and he plays the dad in the series of, of two young children. And... I think it has done very well. It has certainly acted very well. And I've watched a lot of it. I'm uh, I'm actually uh watched the whole first season. Oh, really? And I can't help but wonder if I was a parent if I would find the show more interesting. Mm. Um cuz, you know. Well, you watched the whole I've first season, child. so. Well, was it uninteresting? Yeah, it's Safe definitely that, it's right? definitely not bad. I and I can imagine if you had a child that it might be great. Yeah. But I don't know if it is great for sure because I don't have a way to relate 
to someone as a parent. And uh, did you watch this on Hulu? I thought Hulu? about that. Yeah, it's on no, Hulu. A lot of FX a lot of F- stuff yeah. has yep. made its way to Hulu. So you can definitely check that out. Nice. On Hulu. Nice. And it has been renewed for another season, so like another season is coming. There is a bit of a cliffhanger at the end. Like it's not a it's not a bad show. I just I just like I'm pretty sure it would be much better than I think it is for anyone who has kids. Yeah, you just don't necessarily think you're the target audience. Yeah. Um but you're I not do. a breeder. <laughs> I, I, do. Guess, I guess not. No. I do plan on uh watching some more of hardware. I I, I was really enjoying yeah, hardware. We we test out a lot of shows for the people that we talk about each week. Yeah. And some of them we go back to because they're just that great. In fact, most of them. Yeah. You know, we pick people because they're great. But I definitely am going to watch more hardware and startup. I thought those were both great. Yeah, for sure. Startup. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, hard, hardware is a, a complete comedy. I'll watch it in like yeah, a different it's more mood, of a and I'll watch startup. Startup, like. It was off screen, but like someone died in the first episode. Like, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. They, nobody's laughing. Yeah, it's a, and got a lot of plot uh, elements going on that I'm sure weave together in a very cool way. But and I'm they're both sure free. Yeah. For yeah. Anybody listening, you don't have to pay for another streaming service. I know there's like 15. Right. Now. No, Crackle's free, and, and Hardware's on YouTube for free. Yeah. And uh, the Robinsons, uh, like I said, only has six episodes, but all of them are on YouTube uh, in a playlist. So you can just watch them Check one them after out. the other. Nice. All right. Well, I think it's that time. That time we look deep inside each other and ask, what have you been watching this week? Well, we can look deep inside of me first. Okay. All right. Because the reason I say that Why? is because uh, Why? I have been watching a Martin Freeman show. Oh. Oh. What? I watched a confession. That, okay, I thought you were gonna say I have a confession. I thought <laughs> thought we were <laughs> no. no. So what have you been watching that by Martin it's a show? Show called okay. A Confession. Yeah. Uh it aired on I think it was the BBC or it's uh, TV One or Channel One. I can't remember. The, it's it's on BritBox if yeah. you guys are subscribed to that. Uh, it, some, some, sometimes it's hard to to know for sure because I believe BBC be split into BBC One and BBC HD, and then those two combined into BBC One HD. <laughs> so like. It may have been like made by one, but now it's on one. Um, like, I yeah. Think Just because I haven't looked into it very much, how much is BritBox per month? BritBox is six ninety nine a month. Yeah. Um, you can get it on their standalone app, or you can sign up uh, through Amazon channels. So it's available. All of the shows will then become available on your Amazon Prime Video like. I don't know. Thing. I don't know anything about Amazon channels. So they call it channels. Ultimately, uh-huh. you just subscribe to BritBox through Amazon. Oh, and so then it's like available you can subscribe through... to like Showtime and HBO. Yeah. Like those are quote unquote channels as well. Correct. Okay. And so the mistake I made, and like again, I didn't spend any money, but I didn't realize it was this way. I subscribed through like the BritBox app. Yeah. Because I knew I could watch it there. And then I started watching it through Chromecast, and for some reason, my neighbor was, like, downloading a massive torrent or something, but, like, the quality was awful. 
through, and I don't think it was the app's fault. I definitely think it was my internet's fault. Mm. But I had Amazon Prime or Amazon Video on my Xbox, which outputs 4K at 60 hertz. And I was like, I'd rather watch it there. And I went there and it was like, oh, no, you have to subscribe again to have access through Amazon. And I was like, okay. Really? So all I did was I got a free week. So all I did was basically cancel that free week on the standalone app and then sign up for $6.99 a month through Amazon. Okay. But, yeah, because I wanted to watch it a more standard way. But um, tell us a little bit about a, a confession. Yeah. So it is, uh, it's based around true events. Mm-hmm. Let me, Detective Superintendent Steve Fulcher intends on catching a killer of a missing woman, even if that may cost him his career and reputation. So and it's based on a true story. It's based on a true story, an actual uh, killing of Sean. It's spelled S I A N, but the way they pronounce it in the in the show is Sean. Yeah, that's a that that's a popular spelling for Sean. Um, I didn't know that. I yeah, know I that. I the only reason I know that is because I co- collected baseball cards as a kid, and I used to say Scene. Uh, oh. But that's actually how uh, Sean Bean spells his name. Scene Bean. Well, he spells it S E A N. Oh wait, is, this is S I A N. Oh. Okay, sorry, yeah. no. Uh, no, S-I-A-N. Forget everything Sean, I said. Sean O'Callaghan. Got my um, mixed And up. so, like, it's her murder. Yeah. And basically, it's this, the entire surrounding story of, like, I mean, there's a, there's, he ends up finding two, two girls. I'm not going to spoil all of it, but he ends up finding two girls from this killer or whatever. The, the, all the story that leads up to that is several different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So it's like his viewpoint, uh, one of the mother, basically both of the, the family's ultimately viewpoints, um, but it's all meshed together. It's not like, it's not broken up super um, like black and white, whereas like some episodes of TV, you'll, you'll have like, oh, somebody's perspective for one third of the episode, another person's perspective of the exact same events. It's more or less they jump around from what party you're following. Um, but they do like break it down. Like this is in 2002, this is in 2011. And like they have a breakdown of a, a real timeline, hmm. but no, dude, he's, he's excellent. Um, <clears throat> is he a, is he a main character? He's the main character. Okay. He nice. is the, he is the, de- the, de- uh, the detective. Okay. He's yeah. Detective. He is detective superintendent, Steve Fulcher. Um, nice. but dude, it's, it's good. I mean, all of the actors. And again, I'm, I'm, pretty biased i i tend to like almost anything that uh is british tv dramas yeah yeah i'm pretty biased uh but that being said uh go watch the peaky blinders it's one of the greatest of all time <laughs> um gotta sneak the peaky but bees in there but no this show excellent i uh i didn't have super high hopes but i did not like not like i was looking down on it but i was like okay i'm just picking something he's in that i haven't seen yeah and i watched it and i enjoyed it i mean it is it is a based on a true story so it's not like action action drama drama it is straight up there is uh there's a very deliberate way to the show progressing yeah yeah but no i i recommend that is a confession correct on britbox yes for us americans go watch it maybe it's on your channel three if you live in britain 
Yeah. I don't know. Why? You're just taking a guess. I think it's called, like I think the big one's Channel One. Oh, okay. Like that's a name of the channel, not just. Shut me up. <laughs> what have you been watching this? Uh, well, I want to say something about the confession real quick. Okay. And and I want to say something larger, and that's about the internet. Mm. And it's a, that I have a lot of trust in the Wikipedia. You know that. Yeah. You know me. But Lives, breathes, and dies by the... I think yeah. it's weird when a show doesn't have a Wikipedia link. Yeah. But I'm a TV boy, and that happens. It happens often. It's usually smaller shows. It's usually older shows. So we have to make them. When it's a show starring someone we've all known and seen, and that show aired in 2019, and there's not a Wikipedia page for it, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a cover-up. That's that's a Connecticut cover up right there, and so you need what's to, really happening. You need to to run, not walk, and watch Confession because clearly someone's trying to prevent you from watching it. Yeah, because it's not Somebody like it's not like much power. a six episode comedy they were in in the mid '90s, and so there's not a full wiki page. That's understandable. It was made in 2019, and it stars Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Some your government's lying. To Are you, you sure your um, your Google's not just messing up right now? I'm saying on no, Martin there's, Freeman's there's Wikipedia not, yeah. page, if you click a confession, it's going to take you to a <laughs> no two line description on a TV drama based on the case on the actual page of the actual person who was murdered. That's crazy. I, I wonder almost as if there is an active uh, again. Is there I a Britishpedia? I, no, no, no. What <laughs> is, I was there, gonna, is there a Brickpedia? What, um, what I was going to say is like I wonder if there is like an active lawsuit or something because mm. it did. Uh, I think it resolved in 2011 or 2012, um, or at least the initial events of yeah. locating those people. Um, I wonder if there is an ongoing thing, and they're just like don't. Hmm. I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> well, well, me too. The Earth is both <laughs> flat and hollow. Flat, hollow, and round all at the In same space? time. space? Not there. Space, <laughs> space is but the white of the egg. You can cook it. If I've not met you, you don't exist. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> you can't. And if you do, you do. If you if you try to prove it to me, it'll probably result in me meeting you. <laughs> All right. Well, who's next? Israel. Pray tell. What have you been watching this last so week or two? Since I've been that? watching Modern Family, which it's not you know. It's not a weird pick as far as TV goes. It's it's wildly popular. It's won something like 22 Emmys. I think been nominated for like 80 plus. Yeah, it, like you said, I, I feel like it's like one of the most popular shows like Big Bang Theory. Like I always hear like it's a yeah. top show on the network or whatever. Right. But so 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 I can't say it's like a weird pick, but I do feel like it's a little out of the ordinary for me personally. Um not that I didn't watch it, watch and love the show. I absolutely did. But just as far as things I have been going out of my way to watch lately, at least. Uh, real quick, in case you in case you didn't know, Modern Family uh, ran from 2009 to 2020. So it just ended earlier this year. So it has ended. 
Yes. Okay. And earlier this year, it was created by Christopher Lloyd. No, not that one. <laughs> what? Not, not Doc? No. Doc, no. we gotta go back to they, the future. They just they just happen <laughs> to have they just happen to have the same name. Uh, and also Steve uh, Leviton, uh, both of whom. Uh, Marty, I need to make Modern Family. Have worked on Wings, which I know is a popular show, and and also Frasier. Uh, Tony which... Shalhoub is in Wings. Who is Monk? Okay. Yeah. So I know a lot more about Frasier. I was just gonna say, like, I know both of these guys worked on, you know critically acclaimed shows in the past before making modern family. Um, but honestly, so I think I was watching it because I, I, I I've been nostalgic and not for like the good old days, like when I was young or something, but just for pre COVID. And this was like the last show it ended. It ended in April of this year. So things had been shut down for a couple weeks at least in Kentucky at that point. But it didn't really all feel like real or set in yet. And I feel like this was the last show. Like this was the last thing that I was actively doing that like wrapped up that like, there's other things. Like I'm still, I'm still watching other shows that have been running and will continue to run. I'm watching new shows. I'm playing magic. I played that, but this was, it was just like modern family ended and covid life started and i wasn't nostalgic for like being young i was just like yeah i remember like watching tv eating dinner like and everything was normal just a few months ago and it was like it was modern family so i didn't even watch early modern family i've just been watching like the later (laughs) later seasons that was just like uh this is it's it's not it's not like young young rose-colored glasses of when i was like 13 or something it's just like before when i could go to the grocery store and not like feel weird about it (laughs) It just not that long ago this was the show i was watching so good old days that's why i've been watching modern family but honestly like i think it's one of those emmys for a reason some a lot of shows i think are overhyped um and i don't know that Modern Family is one of them for what it is for a sitcom for a fan, for a sitcom that that revolves around you know extended family multiple families depending on how you want to look at it uh, I think it's great I think it's a great show I would recommend it to a pretty wide range of audiences it's you know depending on you know there's no there's no like violence or blood or anything in there like it's a yeah. fun, it's a fun comedy yeah. Uh, and I've been liking it. I don't know. I've been watching that while I play video games. Uh, what are you watching that on? Uh, it's nowhere. You gotta get creative. Oh, really? Yep. All right. You gotta go find some pirate sites if you want to watch. Uh, really? Well, Modern Johnny Fan. said it, so. Yeah, kind of surprising, isn't it? That is it was, surprising. It, it, up till recently, it's been available, and it was taken off, and there was a whole Keep. thing of like, where is it going next? And nowhere right away i kind of like where was it previously i think it might have been on uh, uh, i think it might have been on hulu i think at one point maybe it was on netflix but i think I, maybe not maybe it was just I've hulu seen, i feel like i've seen um, it on both it's of weird no on hulu you can pull it up you can yeah. pull up the modern family page right now but the only thing there is clips and it's still in your watch history if you've been watching oh, it on I hate, hulu i hate it on hulu but it's not there yeah and, and it's not anywhere so i mean you can buy it on amazon but that's not you do yeah. that with anything. Yeah. 
Just keep clicking weird, X, X on those ads that a keep show, popping up and a show, use a show those with, pirate uh, sites. A show with Ed O'Neill. A show that made literally millions of dollars in ad revenue per episode. Nowhere. That's bizarre. It's a conspiracy. Your government lying to you. <laughs> Watch Modern Family. Watch A Confession. Watch what Johnny's been watching. And what is that, Jonathan? What have you been watching? Uh, so I did not realize that um, I was the documentary guy until Israel <laughs> pointed out, like, man, like oh, totally, I feel like dude. most of, like, a lot of what you've been watching has been documentaries, and he's one hundred percent right. Um, and I, I think I've already talked about this, but uh, we got a new. Uh, iteration of it uh i think i've talked about the toys that made us and maybe the movies that made us uh Mm -hmm. that which are both ongoing uh netflix documentaries uh that just do like deep dives into you know classic toys classic movies but uh what i want to get to is uh we have uh the holiday or like the christmas movies that made us Uh, it's currently trending uh on netflix actually by the time you hear this it probably won't be uh but Holiday holiday movies that made us. Uh, it's so great. I started watching uh, the first episode earlier tonight, and uh, it is all about Elf. And I oh, really? love Elf. So like, it, I don't know. I I get a kick out of like learning about the person who wrote it like twenty years ago and got yeah. turned down a ton of times. And like, I I think it's so fun. Uh, but the uh, first two episodes, I think there's only two out right now. Uh, the first one is Elf, and the second one is The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I'm mm. I'm really excited about watching that one too. Um, yeah, I just dude, Elf. I got is, a passion for. I mean, everybody loves Elf. Cinema. Everybody has an opinion on Elf, but yeah, Elf is definitely like that, like guaranteed. My 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 grandparents come into town for for Christmas every year for the most part. Yeah, I. Would be willing to bet any amount of money that Elf will be played in our living room before Christmas. Yeah, dude. But it's it's the only movie I remember going to see in theaters with my grandmother. Really? Like I've seen movies with her, but not like in theaters. Yeah. It's the only one I can remember, and she cried laughing, dude. It is so funny. It's just so crazy, like hearing about like your mom's mom, dad's mom, dad's mom. Yeah. The one with the matches. With the matches. Whose basement were we in with the match collection? It may have been theirs. <laughs> pool table. It was just me, <laughs> yeah, you, and your yeah. dad. Pool table. Yeah. I don't remember. So the I assume that I but... just assumed that was your dad's mom because it was just the three of us there. That is my dad's mom. Yeah. 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 Huh. Well, I don't. I don't remember that. Your 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 mom's mom seemed like a comedy fan. That's 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 crazy to me. No, my mom's mom is a is a comedy fan. My yeah. dad's mom, I do not picture as being. Yeah, that's why I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, no, and <laughs> like my mom and dad even said we walked out and like they were talking to her about it, and then later on, I asked them about it, and they're like, no, I didn't expect her to enjoy it. Like she didn't want to go see it. Yeah. And like we were like in town, and like we wanted to go do something, and she was like, oh well, I'll just stay home, and they're like, no, we're not like gonna leave you here and they like kind of like not like strong-armed her but like talked her into like going. a family's doing this thing you should come with a family yeah, yeah yeah and like dude like 
I think she may have laughed more than like anybody yeah. else in our family that was there. Dude, I love that. <laughs> it's such That's a awesome. good movie, dude. But, uh, did the documentary go into all that? The effect it had on all our families? It did. <laughs> it, <laughs> it strangely well, yeah, it's called how it shapes us. It right? strangely interviewed Thomas's grandma and then <laughs> just and called her like, Thomas's no, grandma. No, yeah, on and the she show. was like, "No, no, no, I'm not his. I'm not his mom's mom. I'm his dad's mom." <laughs> And that's Thomas, <laughs> whose <No. laughs> who's grandmother I am. And I was, I was just like, what Whoa. else? <laughs> what and, what, and what's your last name? That's unimportant. I am Thomas's grandmother. The one with the match collection by the pool table in the basement. Yeah, the one is real solid. <laughs> Thomas's dad. I don't even remember for sure if it was a pool table, but I absolutely remember for sure a table, but I the match collection. The I don't remember the match full collection. Full circle. Anyway. Um, anyway, what the, the last thing I want to say is uh, it, it was just totally crazy hearing about uh, this movie that we all know and love that uh, Thomas's grandma has laughed at. Uh, not his mom's mom, but his dad's mom. <laughs> And it got turned down multiple times at like so many different uh, studios or production houses or whatever. Uh, Just like hearing that like this got turned down and people were like, no, we don't want anything to do with it. And it's become one of the like most classic Christmas movies of all time. Uh, I don't know. It's just like inspiring. Like just hearing that. Not that I'm like, I have a script and I'm like going to go see people or anything, but it's just like the... Uh, you know the the spirit of perseverance yeah. uh, that uh, you know it, it can really go a long way and uh, I can't wait to watch uh, the rest of it especially because Christmas is coming up it sounds like a cool show and you yeah. definitely are, and it's weird because I would I would say that Thomas Thomas and I are both actively into documentaries but that you're absolutely the documentary guy. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I keep and bringing I, them and up. I, I and don't I don't know. know if I would have ever realized it before we made this show. And it was just your, what you've been watching, like as often as not is yeah. a documentary. No, you're, you're 100% right. And I didn't realize that either, but, uh, yeah, I do like them. That's cool. Real life stuff. Well, well, I think we did Martin Freeman justice. I hope he feels the same way. I um, He's given me a look, but I can't interpret it because I'm not good at that. Yeah. This this is the show where we have the guest on. Yeah. Yeah. But they're behind a plexiglass wall and well, we just kind of Well, no, it's a it's a three mic. It's a three well, mic they just, show. They, they don't, don't have, have a, a mic. They don't have a mic. We he keeps don't have a fourth reaching mic. for mine and I'm like, yeah. Mr. Freeman. We and got he's it. Like, he's Where like, are the no, no, no. Call, call me, call me Martin. And I'm like, I could never. Yeah. It's an honor, Mr. Freeman. He keeps telling me it's Martin, not Morgan, but I've never called him Morgan Freeman. Hey, that has it's, happened a I, lot. I don't. Uh, I mean, I know we mentioned it in the Elijah Wood episode, but I hope everybody knows that whoever we're talking about every week is in the room with us. They just don't have a mic. Uh, we can't afford one yet. We can't. But uh, we can bring them in. We so. keep asking yeah. them to bring their own. Yeah. We'll see. Sometimes they do, but there's like no why. They're like, wait a minute. This is this is fake. There's no <laughs> you can't plug, can't plug this into anything. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're flashy. They're yeah. like made of gold or whatever. Yeah. It's, um, I get it. But we love you, Martin. <clears throat> most of all, I do want to say thank you 
listener. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if at all possible, if you could share the show with someone, just like like someone that you think might like it, might listen to it, might like TV, which is probably, I don't know, anyone you know. Yeah, don't but, don't show uh, it to somebody who wouldn't like TV. Yeah, um, that would. But really also, make sense. like, why do you know them, anyways? Yeah. So you probably shouldn't uh, talk to them. It's like but somebody who says they don't honestly, like music. Honestly, like you, you listening is is awesome, and like the only thing that can help us more, and honestly, more than you, you probably realize, is just share the show with somebody. That would be fantastic. Um, also, I want to say we want to hear from you. So reach out to us on Twitter. We're at the TV boys. We want to know what you think about Martin Freeman, uh, the shows that we mentioned, the movies that we mentioned, also the shows that we missed. We know, we want to know what you think, what you have to say about Martin Freeman and his performances. Also ask us questions and we very well may ask it at the end of an episode. Yeah. That's, that's I was actually going to bring that up. Like if anybody has a, uh, a funny question about TV, yeah. um, we would love to hear it. I know we did that in our uh, first episode. We did a, a goofy question. Uh, if you got one for us, uh, we would love to to do do it on air and uh, put it in an episode. So absolutely, uh, give That'd us be a so shout cool. out. Also, uh, real quick, I just wanted to give a shout out to my mom. Uh, she bought me a baby Yoda stuffed animal baby yoga and he has been on my lap this entire episode thanks johnny's mom um, and i, I just i make, love him he is my child i want to make note that according to the mattel uh marketing information that's included with that yeah it's not a baby yoda it's, I know. it's the, the child the child but he's baby yoda and he's so cute well it's like a, said, it's like a colloquial geographical variation <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it. he's here and he is now a uh, part of our studio. He's our mascot. So well, shout thanks, out. everybody. Shout out, mom. <laughs> uh, so that's a great one. I feel like there's only one thing left to do, and that's to keep that TV on and go ahead and watch another episode. Unless you have to get up really early in the morning. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. Even still, just you wanna... could just ruin your tomorrow. I've done yeah. it plenty of times. Uh, you know what? Tomorrow you has to uh, worry about himself. Johnny and Thomas may have <laughs> alternate advice for you, but I'm going to go I'm ahead sorry. and tell you to go ahead and watch another episode, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> I'm sorry I ruined your sign off. I forgot that was going to well, be the last you know, thing you were going to say. It, like, and I just wanted to it was almost it was almost fitting because I had like I wrote a whole intro that I didn't didn't get to land either because we just talked about Santa. <laughs> Which, by the way, there's this this video that I saw this this bilingual.